Today's more of that, what, that Camel Wednesday update. I don't know about y'all, but it sure feels like a Friday. Feels like a weekend. I am absolutely pumped up. I cannot wait to hear from you Pelicans fans today. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Oh, my goodness gracious. Be honest. Did you even remotely go to bed before 1.30? I did. I'm exhausted. And I'm happy about it. Ah, uh, yes. Little peace and humptiness forever. Their Pelicans will be leaving the Phoenix area shortly en route to New Orleans, bringing with them a 1-1 series tie. Friday night, Smoothie King Center, the blender should be, oh my goodness. Huh? I can't wait. We got two days to get ready for it. I am clapping. I'm waking up the kid. The dog's barking. It was crazy last night. I mean, seriously. I think I got tennis elbow for just doing the Tiger Woods fist pump. I'm trying to celebrate and silence and not wake people up. I mean, there is so much I want to get into and talk about this game, and you're more than welcome to be a part of it. 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio Nova. The question of the day, real simple today. Pels fans, how you feeling right now? How are you feeling watching that game last night? 125-114 is the final series tied 1-1. We can get into specifics. We can get into particulars. We can get into players that stood out and performed amazing. But just the overall sense of what you saw last night from the get-go, I, you know what, I think you could just do this as an overview. New Orleans, you got a team that kind of resembles you, I think. Huh? I mean, that was such a gritty, gutsy, just fighting type basketball team, man. We talked about it back in the show yesterday about the game on Sunday in which they lost that they come out they can't make anything and I'm again I'm, I'm not the excuse guy I'm just I'm just telling you covering teams and being in sport for 20 plus years now it, those legs are probably a little bit tired a little bit better yesterday huh we touched on yesterday specifically how Willie Green spoke about in particular I loved how he talked about Jackson Hayes. Remember I said that yesterday. Look, we're, we're, we're all like less, less minutes for Graham, less minutes for Hayes. Uh, I, I'm calling for Billy Hernan Gomez, all those different things. But I thought it was interesting, and again, I'll go back to it, how he touched on specifically what to do with Jackson Hayes. And we spoke about this afterwards, his manner and his approach to this team and players in particular is why we're at this point right now. Why we're going to have basketball here on April 22nd in in the Smoothie King Center. There's a reason why. And it's because he connects with these players. He knows how to challenge them without embarrassing them. He knows how to motivate them. Go back again after practice. Two days ago, we played this yesterday. Willie Green asked about Jackson Hayes and what he needs to do better for game two. It helps us a ton. Um, Jackson is very aware that when his teammates are, are being guarded a certain way, he gets to the spot, he keeps the floor space. We have to trust it. 
we have to trust each other. Same thing we've been doing all season. And um, that was our message today. So that was at practice. You, you look at the box score, you're going to see nine points in his 20 minutes. You're going to see three rebounds, an assist, two blocks, turnover. He got called for fouls three times, but he was four for seven. But I dare you to to scroll through the timeline, scroll through people that covered this team, and not see yesterday how important he was in that game in those 20 minutes and how he played differently and how he played a little bit better. Again, Willie Green, understanding that. We talked yesterday. Coach, going to have to make some adjustments, in-game adjustments. You know what I mean? You don't want to be ugly, right? I mean, it's it's fair criticism, and at the same time, it's it's fair to understand it's his first playoff game. It's going up against Monty. It's going up against number one seed. The in-game adjustments, when you, you do this lineup, when you do that lineup, um, he made adjustments yesterday. And what was incredible as well with those adjustments is he learned from that first game and he trusted. I, I've said this before. The one thing that made Sean Payton Sean Payton, he coached and he trusted what his eyes see and what he feels. Right? Well, now this guy's supposed to be in, or this guy is the name, or this guy is the high draft pick, or this guy is the contract. He trusts what he saw. And what was incredible yesterday is there was a part in that game where when you look at the players that were on the floor, six of the seven Pelicans to play in the fourth quarter were not on the team last season. C.J. McCollum, as you know, got in a trade. Larry Nance Jr., part of that trade. Jonas Valanciunas, acquired before the season. Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy were rookies, and there's Brandon Ingram. Jose Alvarado... So key on this team. Again, you look at the stats, eight points, 17 minutes, two for two from three point. Those threes, those threes were massive. Massive threes. Made it 95-90. Then they came back and took the lead. Remember 96-95? And then Jose hit another three. That was huge. Front court B.I. Stutter step. Bump. Jose left corner three. He can shoot. In front of our bench! Jose, Jose, Jose. <laughs> 105.99. It was incredible. And then again, you have all of those elements going into it. But then you have the, the growth right before your very eyes of Brandon Ingram legitimately, I think, becoming a superstar. Not just an all-star. He's done that since he's been in New Orleans. He became a member of the all-star team. Right? There was a push this year. He didn't make it, but he was a part of it in the last two seasons. BI 37 points in 39 minutes. 13 of 21. Three for three from distance. And more importantly, just everything. Just everything. And when you look at those threes again, three for three. Only three. Two of those threes though. Late fourth Quarter. Chris Paul's hitting a three. Cam Johnson hits a three. Brandon Ingram, I got gotcha. you. Valanciunas, kick it to Herb. Extra pass. Ingram right corner three. Splash down, B.I. Be in your eye. Brandon <laughs> Ingram with a smooth 30. Oh, my. Brandon Xavier Ingram. 
Yeah. He finished with 37, and you heard him after in the post game on TNT. We're going to hear locker room sound from them as well here next segment. Uh, about the confidence that he has and he's playing with Larry Nance Jr. We'll hear that as well. He gives him confidence in the, you know, the, the, the starting lineup line that he thinks he's the best player on the court. Gives credit to the teammates. And what was interesting yesterday was also revealed, though, in that game. Willie Green let Brandon Ingram call the plays late in that game. And I know you think maybe around here, you know, you think of calling the plays like a quarterback going up to the line. It's the same thing. There's still plays in basketball, obviously, and, you know, certain sets that you want things to happen. And B.I. talked about that. And you'll hear that next segment. He specifically touched on the fact that he's allowed to audible and go and get the feel as to that game. But what's different, I think, from Brandon Ingram now, because we've seen him dominate and take over, and especially that all-star season where, man, he was just incredible, right, in Zion's first year when he made the all-star team. The thing is, though, now, as opposed to maybe seasons past, you don't see the force, you get more confidence, he's taking better shots, and he's also assisting. He had nine assists. People are upset because it should have been a triple-double. He had 11 rebounds, nine assists. He had 10, and then they took it away at the end of the game. But that's an unbelievable stat line. 37 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. But more importantly, it's what I said and why I thought. Remember, let's go back. Let's go back a week. A week today, what did we say? That San Antonio game. Don't let anybody. Don't don't let Max Kellerman, who awesomely quote tweeted re, re, this morning, because I did tweet him last night. I guess I said I guess he missed a hell of a half since he said he you can go to bed by halftime. He said that on a show yesterday. We grabbed the screen capture. The Pelicans official Twitter account did the same thing. And this morning I wake up and th- there's Max Kellerman saying I guess I missed a. A hell of a half, and it was an upside-down, frown, crying emoji face. He owned it. That's awesome. Thanks, Max. But at the same time, that's the beauty of this, right? That's why, while other people outside of here, the national media, even locals, man, just get excited to play in game. Dude, that experience matters. You don't know how players respond and react to that kind of pressure, that kind of moment, that kind of the you got onions or not situation until they're in it. Period. Would you see that Wednesday? Remember, I, I we, we talked about it on Thursday of last week. It was our question of the day. What moment stood out to you in that Spurs play in? I said it was Brandon Ingram's dunk early in the first quarter. Drive from the top of the key, step to the left side of the paint, and then bada. I mean, brought the house down. Fans are going nuts. People are kind of still settling into the game. San Antonio had hit a couple threes. They're in the lead. You're like, oh man, and whoa, the dunk, and everyone's going bananas. And it also told you he was ready. He was ready. He was ready for that moment. You you, you can't can't ex, you know replicated, hope for it, is that guy ready? And that's awesome. Even if the season ended today and he hadn't played, that the four games that he's played, man, you get that sense and feel. Shaq, at the end of the broadcast yesterday, at the beginning of the postgame, rather, at the end of the game, 
you, you heard him saying he was so proud of him and that he showed him something and that he's, this is what superstars do. This is where you make your name. Man, that's awesome. And we've touched on how CJ McCollum reminds me of maybe could he be that next breeze sort of figure, you know, the ambassador talks about the city. There's all those different things. You're going to hear what Brandon Ingram said right out of the break. To me, the bite of bites. And it's him talking about why he and CJ McCollum seem to have meshed, bonded, or playing so well together. And in the middle of that bite, and I made it a tease, and you'll hear it coming out of here, he says something that in this city, in this fan base, you just, you just, you don't even smile. You just, you shake your head up and down and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can get behind you, especially with all the Zion stuff, all of the sell the poverty franchise stuff, all the no one wants to come there stuff, all the guy from ESPN National saying New Orleans is a town where athletes don't unpack because you don't plan on staying, all that stuff. It's great to hear one specific thing. That Brandon Ingram said. This is just the tease. I'll give you the whole bite when we come out of the We all have one goal in mind. Not just me and CJ, but everybody else that's on in the organization. We have one goal in mind. That's winning, winning each basketball game. So I think that's, that's why we've clicked so well. It's not, it's not about us. It's about the, the whole team. So. Whoa. Did you hear that? That's called culture. It's called culture has changed. And that's a message to anybody else that isn't buying in. Hey, the NBA playoffs means next-level basketball, and you know what that means? DraftKings Sportsbook. Have you been doing it? It's been fun. Roy, Miami Miami Dolphins super fan, called me today. He won 900 bucks yesterday. $900. Uh, the, game, the, the, the game parlays, dude, you got to do the same game parlays. It's simple. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's simple. There's a player score more than, I think yesterday, Brandon Ingram, 25 points. It's, you know, will this guy have rebounds? Will you have a double-double? You, you take your chances that way. It's kind of fun how you watch the game as well, almost like fantasy at the same time. And you do that, boom, and you score. So you can be like Roy. The only time I want you to be like Roy because he's a Dolphin fan. But um, go ahead and download the app. If you haven't, bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. So don't forget, each day of the first round action, which is again today, you got three more games, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So you win in no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. Bet $5 on any NBA team and get a $150 in free bets instantly when they win that first-round playoff game. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines, and I'll play sound from the locker room. We'll hear from Willie Green, Brandon Ingram, a little bit more on that. I want to hear from you, Pels fans. I'm still pumped and excited, and I can't wait to Friday night, 8.30 p.m. at the Blender. We are home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Since 1948, the 
That's 74 years. Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina and Knotless Dyneema. Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at AlerioBros.com. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, pay one price rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile, and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's Lurie. For all the festival info, go to Firemansfair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair, always free admission, always fun. Tighter drive and Thibodeau. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. How pumped are y'all guys, huh? Come on, Bells fans. Want to hear from you. Unbelievable game last night. Just from everybody. And this guy here. Somebody forgot to tell him he's a rookie, huh? clock at five. McCollum with eight on him. Left-hand dribble. You got to do something now with two. C.J. Chesson to Trey. Got it off at the buzzer for three. That's nice. And it barely rippled the net from the right wing. Trey be in. I mean, again, there's so much to get into this game. From last night, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation. Um, you got to love this, too, as well, in that... After the game, Monty Williams had this to say. That was probably, um, for us, the worst we've ever looked in transition since I've been here. And for that to happen in a playoff game was a bit unsettling for everybody. But um, our guys have to understand that this team is going to play hard every possession. And we saw it in the third quarter. They just We missed a shot. They were taken off. And uh, that was a bit deflating. Um but that was the change in my eyes. And then they got hot from three. Um, but the transition defensive balance wasn't there um, at any level tonight for us. Love it. And again, you remember what Willie Green said, and we played the sound bites. We welcome in Mr. Black into the conversation here. Remember that I commented, it was interesting how Willie Green approached the physicality, Mr. Black, of the Suns after game one. He didn't complain. He said, we have to be better. We have to be quicker. We have to be more physical. We have to dictate that. And that's what you heard me say at the end of the show yesterday. And I think even to you when you called, 
I said, I want to see us put them on the defense. Have them do that. You saw Booker with early fouls. Aiden was not the same player. Go on the attack mode. I love the approach, and I love the adjustments. What did you think last night, Mr. Black? Oh, man, I love it. First and first, good evening. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. Good uh, to hear from you. And another thing I want to do first, man, that boy Booker, he kept him in the game the first oh, half. 31 points before the hamstring He kept injury. him in the half. Yeah. <laughs> he kept them in the game the first half. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I got to give my head to my hat to him. You know what I'm saying? He played hard. I you know, but I told you yesterday when I called in, I want to be the aggressor. I want the whole team. It wasn't just bringing Ingram. It wasn't McCall. It was the whole team going there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was going low. Even Graham went to the hole one time. Even mm-hmm. though he missed. And the second time he think he had a turnover, but he was going to the hole and I loved it. Hayes. Down low. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was, we do that for the rest of this series, man. I think we can take this series. You know what I'm saying? As long as we bring it to them and don't let them bring it to us and stand out, stand up, man, I think we can take this series. What you oh. say about that? I'll, I'll say this. If Devin Booker doesn't come back for a few games, um. I don't care if he come back. Man, it doesn't I- matter. I hear you. Don't get me Let's not get carried get away. Wrong, let's, let's not, I, I know, I'm Mr. Black. Look, away, but listen, hey, go I'm ahead. Our hustle, our toughness. Yeah. Our toughness. We hustle, man. No, man. Look, I, I, I'm as excited as you are. Believe me. I also am understanding that there's a reason they won 64 games. A franchise record. I'm also understanding that the man had 31 points at halftime. So. I, I know. I cried. I cried. <laughs> and, hey, I'm and, crying. Chris, and Chris Paul wasn't hitting anything, which I thought Charles Barkley made an interesting comment in the post-game show. Yeah. He said when, you know, I realized when I was older in my career, I couldn't sustain yeah. the greatness and excellence. He thought that maybe Chris's taking over a game one, he was tight. He didn't have it. You know, he thought he would, he, those legs were in there, the teardrops, the floaters that you saw him make in game yeah. one. And, you know, Mr. Black, I'm watching that first quarter and I'm like, just survive, just survive, just survive. And I'm like, ooh, they're missing saying. shots. And then we're making shots and they're missing shots. I'm like, okay. And you know, it's four minutes left in the first quarter. I'm like, it's a two point game. I'm like, we're in this. We are absolutely in this now. This is a different situation. And that's why. And we was up seven. Dude, I know. I look when, when that fourth quarter started and then came their run. And Aaron, what was it, a 17-5 or something like that, right? I'm like, oh, boy, just just breathe. Yeah, just breathe. Turnover, though. We had something Look, the timeout that Willie Green called, that was a when they, they hit the shot, right, to go up 96-95, I believe that was, when they took the lead. And then we came back and scored. I think Valanchunas scored right at the at the rim. And that's why you heard me yesterday in the show. I'm like, all you people don't want to bench this guy. I'm like, you don't sit him down. You attack with the size. And I thought he was well, key yesterday. You. Yep. Don't change that lineup. No, man. Let them make them adjust to you. You know, I mean, and, and look, I I loved it, dude. It was awesome, Mister Black. Look, it was nice, man. You go ahead and have a good day, man. I'm gonna listen to you. Sounds good. Thank you for the phone call, Mister Black, ladies and gentlemen. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. One quick bite, and then we will go to Lee. I want you to hear from Brandon Ingram last night, uh, especially. In terms of being able to play on the big stage, finally for him. Yeah, and after that Clippers game, you talked about, you know, wanting to be on that playoff stage, wanting to show people what you can do. You, you know, how much have you been waiting for these type of moments to have this type of game, you know, on the biggest stage? 
<laughs> six years. <laughs> um, no, um, you know, um, throughout this year, I had confidence that we would, we would be here. Um, I didn't know what it would look like, but we continue to get better um, every single day with um, really being positive every single day and helping guys and teaching guys every single day. Um, and I just feel like feel like it's our time. It's our time to continue to get better, continue to get better for this organization, continue to build um, for for next game, and just um, we have a we have a really really good group of guys that want to get better. So to be on this stage and and I, and I love that Lee as we bring you into the conversation, man, because it does start with the guy that is going to you know have to produce the most for you. And look, Lee, I don't know about you, but the shots that Brandon Ingram was making, those aren't easy shots. I mean, <laughs> those are threes. I mean, the the turnaround baseline jumper, the floater. I mean, my man was showing the entire arsenal yesterday. I, I'm telling you, I got tennis elbow. I mean, I, I was just fist pumping the entire fourth quarter, dude. I, it was incredible to watch the back and forth. Gus, it's like, let me tell you what it's like. It's like going into the casino with $3,000 cash. That's not my money. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's like, go in there and, and just play to your heart's content. You win, you get to keep whatever you win. That's how I feel right now. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, man, we might not win another game. It wouldn't matter to me. I, I'm on cloud nine right mm-hmm. now. Because I'm that needle, like I keep telling you, it's stuck in the upper position. Anything we do right now, for me, Gus, is Lanyap. Lanyap, dude. And the thing about Lanyap was Lanyap. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. We got one on the road. <laughs> now we got home court. Yeah. Like, All I want to know is what colors we got to wear for flying. I just want to know what we need to be in. Is it a white out? Is it a red out? Is it a blue out? What are we doing? What are we doing? That's all I need to do is what we're doing. Another thing. Before I let you go, I need to know this because I'm looking at the reports about Jordan Davis. Now, I'm going to tell you, last year for Georgia, um, they were talking about Jordan Davis being like a top five guy. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy is amazing. I wonder what's going on. Why all this stuff is falling in the trap? He's scared that he's getting a little heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's my, my question to you is um, what, what is, is there some knocks going on why he would? I don't hate the idea, Lee. I don't hate that's what I'm saying yesterday. And, and, and what Lee's referring to is yesterday, Peter Schrager from NFL.com. He, um, and good morning football, he put out his mock draft and he had the Saints going Chris Olave at 16 at receiver. And then with the 19th pick, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, who at the combine was 340. Um, was playing at 360 at Georgia. So look, man, I, look, if the strength of this team is defense, 
And Ryan Nielsen is known for that D line and, and what he's been able to do. And you just promoted, you know, you know, some guys on that defensive side to kind of, uh, you know, be co, co defensive coordinators, things of that nature, man. Uh, I, 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 I'm not upset by that because you know what? Of course you want receivers. Of course you want offense. Of course you want all that. But I also saw a Super Bowl report. Pat Mahomes with no offensive line was running backwards for his life, you know, in the game that Tampa Bay beat him. So I just, I, I think if you can get, um, somehow, some way, you know, just make your pass rush even better, I, I don't hate it. Whether it's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman and receiver at 16-19, I'm good. I'm good. Yes, good. Good. That's the, that's the thing. I'm trying to figure out what, what, why he's sliding. I, I want to know, but at the end of the day, if you're the Saints with two first-round picks, you got to use one on him. Right. If he's there, you take it. I think you take, you don't wait to 19, you take him at 16 because Philly has two picks too. Philly took it in front of you at 15. So right. if Philly take that receiver at 15, you might want to take him at 16 because they might turn around and take him at 18. Yep. So that's what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at if Philly go receiver, I go Jordan Davis and he's there. And then, and then at what, let Philly pick in at 18, then you get your, right. the best receiver available at 19. That's how I'm looking at it because, I, I mean, imagine bringing back a Norman Hand type person. He would be like a Norman Hand type person. I hear you, Lee. Hard to believe. Eight eight days away, buddy. Eight days away. A week from tomorrow. First round action. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. When we come back, Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. We'll get his take here as well. We'll sneak in your phone calls as well the rest of the way. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Take a free ride. Take my place. Up my seat. It's for free. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. To you, my love, my heart, I surrender just as soon as I deal with yonder fender bender. Cause my ice cream truck is the way I make cash, so I'll buy you a ring when I lose this dress rash. Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but at least Progressive Commercial saves you money with personalized discounts. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I'm gonna make you so happy sometime next year, I hope. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Phoenix with the ball out of the timeout. Get it to Bridges. You're a step of lane. That got stripped by Valanciunas, and it's taken by Ingram. Chesting up the floor to Jackson, who is running like a deer, and he dunks it in with two hands. That's exactly what you want to see if you're the Pels. The rotation defensively and then the breakout. There it is. Uh, it is Jackson Hayes playing much better. And, of course, the Pels started out with that kind of energy to let you to believe Scott Prather from ESP and Lafayette. They came to play. I opened up the show, sir, by saying, you know, there's a lot of things you can get into the game, specifics, the way players made. But my overall just feeling of this team, and you got a gritty team that fights, that doesn't back down, isn't scared. And if I'm a Pels fan, I am just on cloud nine right now, huh? Yeah. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> it's to see how far the teams come and have never once wavered, never once even considered throwing in the towel. It's impossible not to like it. And people on the outside, I, I've been telling Pels fans this, there are people laughing or trying to rip them. Oh, you won one game, whoop de doo blah. Don't, don't. Don't give that any attention. Don't give that any energy. People are threatened. People are upset because you're happy. Listen, this team, you can look at the overall record or you can look at the complete package, where they started, how far they've come in a single season under Willie Green through all the adversity, and now you've split with the team with the best record in the league heading home for a game on Friday night at the Blender that's going to be rocking. Don't let anyone rain on your parade, Gus. And let's be real. Right when they're one and twelve, and Zion's not going to play, or there was a lot of mystery of would he or wouldn't he, and Brandon Ingram was missing. You know, early in the season, it was okay. Valanciunas is playing well, and this Herb Jones guy might be pretty good, but gosh, man, like another another just lost year. Like, don't lie. I mean, that that thought crossed your mind, and many even the most you know ardent Pelicans fans didn't see this coming from where they started. But Willie Green maintained, look. We're going to be very different, you know, in a few months. we got a lot to work with. We're going to be playing better later in the season. And they just, I mean, to hear Brandon Ingram last night say he never wavered. He always felt like they were going to turn it around and get into the playoffs. And then he has a moment like he had last night on the big yeah. stage. It was six years of his career for him to win a playoff game because technically the play-in games don't count statistically for the postseason or the regular right. season. They just kind of go off, I guess, into the dust. But it was um, – I don't, yeah, if you're a Pelicans fan, what you like? If you're a bandwagon fan, cool, enjoy it. Like, stay on the ride. If you're somebody that's followed this team for a long time, there's no doubt the satisfaction and the enjoyment of it is just—it's more rich. And and that's just true of sports. It doesn't mean bandwagon fans aren't welcome, but um, you know you've had bandwagon fans come and go with this team, Gus. But if we, as we've said, <laughs> right. this year's team—we said this before they were yeah. even in the play. Right, we were talking about sustained success. You've had pockets of success. This feels like for the first time, it's not a well. If 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 
When you're talking about ifs, well, if you add Zion to it, what could it be? But the current state right now and the Lakers pick and the, the rookies, my God, how good they've been. You got to be excited about the present and the future, man. You have to celebrate it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about enjoying a playoff win because right. it was awesome. Speaking with Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, Scott Mimic, the way to follow him over on Twitter. Scott, it's so interesting because three seasons ago, Fulton Street, you know, you, you see there, and I mean, the hope that fans had here in New Orleans was that Zion would be the guy that would sort of kind of make this a basketball town and city and things of that nature to the, to the point where the national media didn't talk about that anymore. I don't know if they're, they're ever not going to Scott, but I'm sitting here watching last night and it's crazy. The, the lineup they close out with, <laughs> right? Rookies, Jose Alvarado, guys in trades. I mean, the importance of what Nance and McCollum has done here as well, but Alvarado, Trey, and Herb, and even Hayes played better. He learned from game one. He was a guy that I thought was instrumental in that first half to do that. And then you see what B.I. was able to do, raising himself to superstar status, at least in that game for sure. You know what C.J. can sort of do. Like, it's crazy we're sitting here going, we're ready for a game three. And, you know, the narrative's changing, man, when it comes to Zion. And, and it's one of those things where I'm almost now going – Dude, if he plays with that starting lineup, you think of oh, yeah. the bench next year. Kyra will be there. You'll have a couple of roster spots. You can still make moves. You, you draft the most talented shooter if you want in the draft with the Lakers lottery pick. Like, I, I, I can't wait for next year, much less what, what's going on, you know, coming forward because Zion's going to make those shots even easier for BI and CJ creating space. I mean, imagine Zion and Valanciunas in the paint, right? First of all, from a physicality standpoint, I mean, how sore is the opponent going to be? But secondly, the attention he's going to draw with that athleticism, giving, you know, guys more open looks. And, yeah, it would take a little while to figure out, but adding a superstar to this team, you got one in the building. Now, you know, it's. It, I, think, I think the reason that this team is – one of the reasons this team is connecting so well with the community, not just New Orleans, but in the Gulf South and all the way over here in Lafayette, is that it's not a single player. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is Kingram. He's he's the guy, right? But they're all of these guys that are so likable, right? It, and, and we talked about this last week. It's not it's not this feeling of man. All these guys are like, well, just you know, try to prove to me why I should give me a reason to stay. It's no, man. I love it here. It's 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 a totally different vibe. And CJ. Yeah. You know, to see him come in and do the things he's done and say the things he said is great. But it's like that across the board, man. And you're talking about, you know, next year, the Pelicans could not win another. They could, let's let's say, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, especially if, if Devin Booker doesn't play. But let's just say they lose Friday, Sunday, and, and Tuesday. Don't want that to happen. Don't think that's necessarily sure. going to happen. It's You're still looking at this as like an extremely successful season. Absolutely. You've had other seasons Absolutely. where... You know, you were you had better record. I mean, and you lost it. I mean, Tim Floyd's one year as the coach. I mean, they were forty-one and forty-one. They 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 lost in game seven in the playoffs to a rookie Dwayne Wade Heat team. My point was, there was no moment where you were like, man, something clicked, and they're about to take another big step. You saw them take not one big step, Gus, but slowly take small steps all season to get to the point they are now. It wasn't one moment. It wasn't one player it was the growth throughout a season and i say i say baby steps i mean let's just let's call them regular steps because they weren't baby steps but they were, it wasn't one giant step either it just 
it happened organically. And it's it's been fun, man. And I, you know, to go from can they win a play-in game a week ago when we talked to now, um, man, they're let's go. Like they can they can maybe you know get. Who knows with Devin Booker to still be playing right now and have the vibes that they have? It's how can you not love it? I mean, unless you're a hater, but if you're a fan of the team or if you're mm-hmm. kind of a bandwagon fan, how can you not love it? What I love it too is you're seeing the relationship with this community, and it's sort of what you saw at the Saints when you saw Saints players dancing on the sidelines the last couple of years and kind of really connecting and becoming part of the the culture, the city's culture. And I saw, you know, fan made video of all the Pels. I guess, you know, several Pels players dancing throughout the season or doing things after games and all that. What kind of vibe do you think we're going to see Friday night here in the last three minutes? And I wish I could be there. I mean, I was there last week at the play-in, but it's going to be popping, man. I think it's hard to say because the play-in, that you, you can't recreate the drama of when or this is or it's over. Um, that is, I mean, that's undeniable, the idea of when or it's over. I think... I think it's going to be fun. I really do. Um, I, 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 it's going to be loud as hell. I mean, CJ said it. He's like, look, I remember. I, I got swept. I remember what this building was like when I was the opponent in a playoff series. I know how loud it can get. Um, and granted, that, that was a different team, and, and we can get in all the reasons why, but we'd be wasting everyone's time. It's going to be loud as hell. And, you know, it's just a reminder when people say, oh, basketball in New Orleans can't work. It's like, show them that. It ain't rocket science. Win games and give it to give 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 a uh, a market a team that celebrates one another. Right? It's a right. two way relationship. Absolutely, it works. Yeah, wherever you are, but especially in the world. Yeah. right. It's not it's not an idea of oh well you can't support a team when the team's bad. Guess what? Markets they're you know sure you're still going to sell Knicks tickets and they're going to be high priced because it's the Knicks even though they've been god awful for exactly you know uh, the the whole 21st century give or take a couple of seasons. Yeah, but. You put it in most markets, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. I mean, it's not like the Clippers when they were offered were selling out every game. They weren't the Lakers, oh, but they were in the LA market. I mean, Give a community a team that they can rally around, and a team that rallies around them, and a team that wins. Yeah. And and I mean, it's not like the Pelicans have this winning record, but the fans have seen the growth. And they recognize it. The players appreciate that. And they, in turn, give back to it. And that's that symbiotic relationship, Gus, that you know from covering the Saints for years, right? It was it was hot and cold with the Saints. And then post-Katrina, it was it was a love affair for a number of reasons. The, the idea that they might lose the team coupled with, oh, my God, they're winning. Mm-hmm. And you put those two things together, and you created a connection that, you know, the Saints could have a bad year next year, but the connection's still going to be there. Pelicans haven't had a chance to make that connection fully yet. Hopefully this is the start of that and the start of something sustainable, but it, it, it feels more real in that regard than it ever has in the past. I keep using the phrase and word organic, right? It's not force. Yeah. Like, it's not, hey, here's the marketing ploy or, you know, he's the flashy player or this and that. I, I think it's happened organically, which is why I think so many people keep making the parallels to the 2006 season. On, on the fact of it, it got people going, hey, wait a minute, this feels different. This smells different. This looks different. This may be different. And let's see where it goes. I'm with you, Scott. It's been a success already. From this point on, I'm just enjoying it. Like last night, I'm sitting here going, man, you have led. I, I want to say they basically control that. Well, I would say control the game, but they, they led that game for a good 
portion of the game from start to finish. And you're just sitting there going, man, don't blow this, you know, which is crazy because they earned that win yesterday. I know Booker went out, but even when he had 31 points, they were fighting. And look, when he goes out, it was 77, 74 Pelicans. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they earned that win yesterday, man. Your final 60 seconds. Enjoy the ride, man. It's fun. And don't let, like I, like I'll, I'll end it with how I started it. Don't let anybody sour on your joy. <laughs> You're enjoying that win last night. I'm serious. I get people calling, you know, who's the big haters, right? Typical trolls that are like, oh, well, you would have thought they won a championship the way they were acting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I love that it upsets you, right? That's funny to me that it upsets you because with sometimes with great expectations to come disappointment. You know, this team has surpassed expectations by a mile, and, and it's it's fun. And, look, when it gets close, don't get me wrong, I still get nervous, things like that, but it's it's so much fun, man. I, I can't wait for Friday night. This, this Pelicans team, when we look back at it, it's not going to be the regular season record. It's going to be they never, ever quit. And Willie Green began to be the catalyst to change the culture there, the culture that when David Griffin talked took over, he talked so much about I think they finally have it now in his third year and in Willie Green's first. Scott Prather, he's being Lafayette as always, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to coming on your show later this week and getting everyone ready for that game on Friday night at the Smoothie King Center. Sunday is game four. It should be fun. At Scott Mimic, the way to follow you on Twitter. Thank you, bud. You got it, brother. Appreciate it. Coming up in our number two, we'll speak with Ralph Marlboro. Coming up at one thirty. Hear from him, see what he has to say. Andrew Abadita joins us next. We'll talk a little Southern Miss baseball as they now play again. Not only Tulane last night, but UNO tonight. He covers the Golden Eagles. We talked to John Cox yesterday. And we will chat with him today. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower so they can get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. It feels like home. Always on the run and short on cash. 
With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003, basketball obviously. Focus right now here as the Pels secure the first win of the series against the Suns. They win it, 125-114. Got a couple of days now to breathe, or I guess here in New Orleans, Andrew, it's tailgate. Sir, you're familiar from these parts, even though you cover the Golden Eagles. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Doing a lot better now that the Pels won, too, you know? No doubt. Andrew Abadie joins us. That Andrew Abadie is the way to follow him over on Twitter. Sports editor for Pine Belt Sports. Um, first and foremost, man, you're, you're Nola raised here as well. And I know you're covering the Golden Eagles up there, Mississippi. But how cool is it to, to see what the Pels are doing here? And obviously, you know the love affair that we have here for our Saints. But I, I love having two pro teams. And then you add everything else that goes with it. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when the Hornets were taken off and the Saints were kind of taken off at the same time. I was, I was a big-time New Orleans Hornets fan. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know what happened. They become the Pelicans. I kind of lost some interest. But, you know, with this <laughs> this recent group, it's been it, – you kind of feel – I kind of feel a remnant to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fun to watch. Um, and, yeah, uh, I'm a Nolan native, uh, proud Holy Cross grad. So I, I definitely uh, – I'm definitely enjoying it. You know, one of the things, Andrew, that I talked to John Cox, voice of the Golden Eagles, yesterday about it was, look, obviously football is such a, a major part of people's lives here in the South, Friday night, Saturday, and obviously with the black and gold here as well. But but I said to him, right after I asked him, is Southern Miss becoming a, a baseball school? Because if I'm the AD, I'm investing in what was happening over there. But to me, college baseball in this area, the state of Louisiana, Mississippi, I mean, you had the national champs coming out of Starkville last year. Just, you know, to me, college baseball, especially in this two-state region, is pretty darn good. Oh, no question about it. Base, baseball here, especially in Mississippi, not taking away from Louisiana, but baseball sure. is just, it's its a way of, of life. And, I, and I, I dare say, I know most states will say football is their forte. I, I think baseball is equal, if not bigger in Mississippi than, than football. And, I, and to back that up, I, I took the opening weekend nub, numbers uh, for, for attendance for uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss, and I averaged out the total attendance for the year. And it's almost side-by-side side compared to football games, the, uh, the six home football games that each school would have. So it was like 30,000 difference between uh, – for Ole Miss and, and baseball and football, uh, Mississippi State was about 10,000 difference, and uh, Southern Miss actually would have had uh, a larger attendance uh, for baseball than they would have for football this past season. Speaking with Andrew Abity, sports editor, Pine Belt Sports, covers Southern Miss and the surrounding sports up there, that part. Um, you know, look, 11-1. Uh, not 11-1, yeah, 11-5 was the final yesterday against Tulane. And, you know, when we talk with John and, and others and Gary Smith, who covers Tulane and UNO here as well, I thought it was a big 
series or I guess week for those two schools that are trying to get into regional play here as well because of RPI that Southern Miss has and because of course of their ranking here as well it's interesting to kind of see how Southern Miss handles the fact that hey they're now that team right where we a win against them uh helps how they view it because Andrew as you know this and I remember back when I was at school there you know, every time Mississippi State or Bama or Ole Miss, so somebody would travel midweek to play over there, you know, on campus, th- those were the high attended games, the ones where you felt like you could stick your chest out a little bit more if you beat them. Yeah. And, you know, I would say definitely still like that because, you know, they, they have beaten, they're 3 and 0 in the SEC this year because uh, they beat Bama, Ole Miss, and State. They still have to play Ole Miss again. But, uh, you know, the, the attendance has been, Insane, uh, you know they set the uh, week the the school uh, weekend record against Louisiana Tech, and there's still a lot of baseball to be played and a lot of exciting baseball to be played. You know they still have the USA tournament here. If if things continue to go their way, there could you know they could host a regional, maybe even a super regional if, if the right teams lose. Um, I, I think uh, right. You know I, I I think this team is you know I. You talk about it becoming a baseball school. Since I've been here, and I've only been here for about five years, I think they were all kind of already a baseball school. Uh, they've just kind of had this golden age of, of baseball uh, for quite a while. And, uh, you know, they've just kind of taken it to that next step. So they get the win over Tulane yesterday. Now UNO comes up there. And, again, one of those games where if you're – you know, the privateers, it's it's one of those games you would love to be able to grab. But, look, you mentioned the weekend series being important for Southern Miss. What, what, what have they done to be able to take care of business midweek? Because I've always said midweek games, even though I know there's some people that don't think they're that important, and I get it if you're an SEC school, the SEC series, when you're playing ranked opponents, does matter probably more. But those wins on Tuesday and Wednesday, Andrew, it's the difference as to what you're saying, regional, super regional play, and keeping the rankings. The higher Southern gets ranked, the higher the chance to have it super regional play. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, RPI goes hand-in-hand with rankings. I know some people say rankings don't matter. It's all RPI and vice versa. But at the end of the day, you, you basically, you know, when you're hoping to get a regional, you have to have that resume. And so when you come down to those midweek, did you take care of business against these non-conference teams? Did you show you were capable of, of taking care of these, you know, whether it be a midweek ranked opponent? And, and you know, kind of the way RPI works, uh, losing to an inferior opponent is as bad. As, uh, that, that hurts you more than actually winning uh, a good chunk of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So for Southern Miss, you, you kind of have to, and of course they're on a 10-game win streak, but you don't want to lose this game. And I think for UNO, uh, UNO, the, where they're at in the season, you know, you, you, they're trying to win conference at this point because I think an at-large for them is pretty much out of the, out of it. So, you, you know, I don't know how UNO approaches it, but for Southern Miss, uh, it shows that you take care of business. You know, you look at uh, Mississippi State, they, they beat them when they were ranked. I think both Mississippi State and Ole, and Ole Miss were number nine when they beat them during the week. And, you know, you beat Tulane, who was ranked at the time. So it definitely adds up especially when you, you get to the, the walls at, at Conference USA, although mm-hmm. Conference USA is decently competitive this year. 
It closed out last night with a couple of runs in the fourth, uh, four runs in the seventh, two in the eighth, two in the ninth there, closing strong. And I guess um, it, it's one of those things that when I follow, whether it's your tweets or the school's tweets, they're in games, man. They, they, they got the pitching, the timely hitting here as well. Would you say they're kind of that all-around sort of team? Because obviously when I, I look at the season they're having, and I even text you yesterday, I'm thinking 09, right? I'm thinking that they're, that trip to Omaha. But you got a lot of baseball to still be played, but can they handle whether it's injuries or can they handle, you know, slumps and streaks? I mean, I, I think that's the thing that keeps you from losing so many games, right? Being able to, to have pitcher after pitcher can go in and give you an opportunity to win. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been saying, when are they going to hit that, you know, that cold streak? Are, are they going to cool off? And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. They've had their bumps and bruises. It's not like everything's gone perfect for them. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were pl- down to one catcher for about 20 games. Uh, and Rodrigo Montenegro stepped up big and, and was, was huge both defensively and swinging the bat. And then the day you get your, your other catcher back, uh, his brother, Gabe Montenegro, who's starting center fielder, gets hit in the head and you lose your, your leadoff hitter and, and starting center fielder for about a week and, you know, they, they've had guys who, whose bats got hot and other guys were cold, and then it just kind of when somebody else gets cold, somebody else gets hot. And, you know, along the way, you just their pitching staff has just been elite this year, and they're just so deep. Uh, you know, I know most teams probably sweat having to do two midweeks and then having to play a weekend series, but for Southern Miss, you know, you're, you're really not hurting at all in terms of bullpen. I mean, they still have four quality arms that they can run out tonight and be perfectly fine. If you want to follow the Golden Eagles, he is the sports editor of Pine Belt Sports up there. Andrew Abadie, Holy Cross grad here as well, so local, at Andrew Abadie's the way to give a follow. Thank you for your time, sir. We'll be checking in throughout the season. Hey, thanks for having me uh, today. Yeah, man, I sure. Appreciate it. There goes Andrew, and there goes our number one. When we come back, let's hear more from the Pelicans locker room as they get the win, 125-114. Series is tied 1-1. The Blender, 8.30, Friday night, game three. Want to hear from you, Pels fans? Lines are open again. Brian, who's likely a mile high out west, is going to join us at 115, but we'll take your calls in between if you like as well. If you got anything you want to go back and forth with B, uh, you can call us. And in Ralph Marlboro, 130, eight days. Away from the NFL draft, how is he feeling? There's a receiver meeting with the Saints apparently soon. LSU guy. We'll talk about that next at ESPN New Orleans. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an 